as a chiropractor, patients would say this. This is what they would say. They would walk into the room and they'd say, oh my God, I feel better and you haven't even touched me yet. Yes. And I'm like, I know I've been working on myself. <laughs> and, and it's true because bringing this energy in, I can stand in a room and teach and people are like, I just want to be, I call it every day I do a trigger proof transmission where I put myself into ventral, not a high, but in deep connection with an open heart. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Today's guest is a chiropractor turned edutainer, and he's on a mission to teach business executive entrepreneurs and teenagers how to dissolve the root cause of stress. Now, he's the creator of a brand new tool called the Overview Method, where participants are taken through an exercise to clear emotional baggage and resentment, the sort of things that hold us back from moving into new levels of business, health and family relationships. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nima Romani. Nima, g'day. Angus. Love being here. It's good to see you again. It's been a while. Buddy, it's so lovely to see you too. I took a little walk down memory lane in preparing for this because the very first uh, time I came across you was your video. Uh, put on a smiley face. Is that what it was? Put, put yes. on a happy face. Happy, yeah. happy face. Now, mm -hmm. I'm going to link to this in the show notes because, <laughs> oh, it, well, it brought such joy to me when I first watched it and I watched it again this morning and it brought equal amounts of joy back to me then it's so beautiful the mm. dancing um the music everything about it is i, I hope it's okay if, uh, well, it's too late it's being shared yeah, because yeah, even yeah. if That's i don't share it in the show notes it'll um, <laughs> it'll be so the first question i want to ask you is this because i'm so excited to talk with you about the overview method and everything about it what because this in, in the early days of video marketing and sharing a message about your practice what prompted you to create that video and That's... what were the results of that such a great question. I have chiropractors asking me all the time, like, did that get you new patients? Right? Because that was ideally what the what, what it was. Here I am. I'm, I've always had this uh, performer inside of me constantly, right? But I'm here I am in my practice, Maple Ridge, British Columbia. There's another one there you should watch. It's called The Power of the Adjustment. That one was the one that went like semi-viral with, uh, with chiropractors. Mm -hmm. um, Basically, I'm sitting here feeling like I'm in my office, but I'm not really, I don't feel fulfilled with my off with, with chiropractic. I thought it would jazz me up a lot more. I'm sure many people can relate to that lack of feeling purpose when you go to the office. I mean, I should feel it. I'm doing chiropractic. It should be something that I feel really inspired by, but I'm not. And then what, I, what it turns out was that I have this creative spark within me, this creativity that's, uh, that that's expressed mostly through dance, through entertainment, through rapping, uh, you know, whatever that I've always had that. That's like my teenage self. I did musical theater, but then somewhere along the lines, I became a chiropractor and then just went to work and it just became all about, you know, the work. And then I realized that I wasn't fulfilled. So six, seven years into practice, a buddy of mine, I'm just feeling, he's a good friend of mine. He does film, he does video editing and stuff like that. And I, he said, I said, oh, God, I, we should do something. Like I'm bored. Let's do something. So we created these two videos, mm -hmm. long story short. 
and put them out there and the response was overwhelming, but not mm. from patients. I didn't get new patients out of it. Mm. Uh, hardly any. There was, I could count maybe on one, two fingers in all the years, how many patients came in saying, I saw that dancing video and I really wanted to have you as my chiropractor. In fact, they probably had a, a negative impact on my new patients. They were like, who the hell is this guy? I'd rather go to a guy who's more professional. <laughs> um, but here's what it did. It, exp it gave me an expression, it ha and then it had an opportunity for me to be seen by chiropractors around the world. Mm -hmm. That was who really got the most kick out of it, were, were chiropractors. In mm -hmm. fact, I got so many messages from chiropractors saying, this is really inspiring, thank you. Would you come and speak at one of our events? I'm like, holy crap. And then all the questions, does this get you more patients? Did this get you more new patients? Does this get you more? I'm like, um, no, actually it didn't. <sighs> It gave me zero and it cost me money to do it, but it actually, I, I got to express my creative side mm -hmm. and my love for chiropractic. Like yes. I got to express my love for chiropractic, all of my values all in one. And lo and behold, that was such a great response. I love, and I love the attention, let's be mm -hmm. honest. I started to make about a series of other videos called the spinal therapy video. Mm -hmm. Now, it, it, what's interesting is I played a, a, like a couples therapist. Yes, I remember these. And, and, yes. and what I would do is I would be, working as a couples therapist between a person and their spine because they weren't getting along. Yes, so I'd I was a spinal therapist. So I got to actually help the person and their spine work together. And I played all three roles. And we went through like eight or nine different skits, cost me a bunch of money. And it just, it took like two days of filming. And it was amazing. And I just loved it. I was like, I got to be able to find a way to, like, I love chiropractic, but I just don't want to be in an office. And so fast forward, what I discovered was as I kept working on clearing my own, taking off my own masks of, of all of this identity and ego that I put up to mm -hmm. block to block others from seeing the parts of me that I didn't really love. Mm. Um, as I worked on removing all of those, what's, what I've been able to do is integrate that creative part, integrate that entertaining part, integrate that musical part, integrate that healing part, and integrate that chiropract lover of chiropractic and the universal principles, and put it together and create a methodology where people are healing from their past, but through storytelling, through mm. music, through meditation with music and imagery and uh, personal development tools uh, so that they can then become their own self-healers. So now, over the last 10 years, I've now taken my, my integration of everything I've ever learned from all the masters uh, into my own methodology of transforming uh, stuck relationships, mm. uh, healing the past, uh, connecting with a purpose that's greater than you, and the most important thing that you can learn, learning how to regulate your triggers so that you can expand that space between stimulus and response. Yeah. It's, it's so that so that you can now create your world, your health, your, uh, your practice, your, you know, your, your universe differently. Mm. I want that's to, the, um, that's the journey. 
we, we will have listeners uh, or people who'll be listening to the audio version of this. And I want to encourage you to jump on over and have a, whether it be YouTube or the Adio Media site and, and watch because you, can, you can't not see the performer in Nima as he's sitting here talking now. It's so entertaining to just watch and be a part of. You, rem <laughs> you remind me, Nima, because, you know, it's so interesting because we've, we've got not just chiropractors, but we've got naturopaths and dentists who are listening to this too, mm -hmm. the two. It seems that so many people, your story is so common in the health field there too, is that so many of us tend to have this creative side and mm. the chiropractor is just one of our arts, so to speak, but mm -hmm. we bottle it in and we don't mm. share it. And my contention would be this is that even whilst that video might not have brought patients in for you directly because it allowed you to express your magic, they just came in through the universal method. And I know that sounds a bit kind of woo-woo. We'll talk about that a little bit there too, but it's so important gang that if there's a dream inside you to dance, to sing, to paint, to mm. draw, you know, this for me, the podcast, the videos that I create, this is it's this your is expression. Me. Like, yeah. If, I, if it yeah, couldn't it be there, it would be, it would be terrible. Right. Here's what I want to talk about today. Um, so many of our people listening to this will have a dream for wanting to impact more lives. And they will be telling themselves, I just, I'm going to listen to Angus's podcast today because I want to get some new strategies and tactics. Like give me some new Facebook stuff and maybe mm. I'll learn some cool things from Nima about making some videos and stuff mm. like that too. And um, when in actual fact, my contention is this, it's got nothing to do with new tactics. It's got nothing to do with new strategies. Mm. There's something else that's standing between where you are now and the life that you want to have, whether it be your practice, your relationships, all yeah. those kind of things are too. Um, I, I know a fair bit about the overview method that I've heard you talk about too. I, I'm a huge fan of Martini's work, which you've evolved beautifully. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about maybe what else might be standing between our listeners and their dream life. Can you dive mm. into that for us? Yeah. <sighs> The first, the first thing that's stopping us uh, is a groundedness from where you came from, okay? This vision, this mission, this dream life that you have, first of all, have you identified it, okay? And if you haven't, and that's not clear and you don't really know what it is, it's because of the fact that you have been ripped out of your roots energetically ripped out of your roots in other words your younger self um i mean when you see me like you know a lot of i've been doing a lot of work on healing from the past resentments shames guilts think of the thing that you're the most ashamed of that you don't want anybody to know about that is the thing that's stopping you from your dream life. <laughs> that there, right there. What's holding me back? Okay, here's what's holding you back. Take a pen and write down on a piece of paper the thing that you're most ashamed of about yourself. Mm -hmm. Is it that you have affairs? Is it that you were caught masturbating when you were age five? Is it that you had stolen or whatever it is? Those incomplete emotions because of lacks of integrity, because of fractured relationships that haven't healed, those things weigh on you energetically, emotionally. They are subluxations above Atlas that block me from being able to look in a mirror and say, I really love who that is. 
I see myself, I understand myself. Those things, the lack of understanding towards myself, the lack of appreciation towards myself, the shame, the guilt that I have towards parts of me in the past that I haven't been able to come to terms with is the exact thing that's stopping me from being able to choose my own adventure. Because if I haven't done that and I haven't gotten complete with that, my adventure is not chosen. It is a probable, almost certain future that's chosen for me based on these complexes. I don't have to, I literally eliminate choice of creation. Those things are stopping it. There's no access. I have no access to choice. I am now bound by the prison of those unconscious complexes, not just of my own behavior and things, but the, the fractures and the wounds between me and my parents. Mm -hmm. That story unconsciously will play out again and again and again, and I will repeat this. We repeat those those familiar incompletes from your past. And now that stops me from the life that I want to choose because I can't choose. Those are choosing for me. And I think I have control, but I don't. So the so, part of creating it is to reclaim your personal authority and heal that shit. Can you um, give our listeners an example of maybe somebody that you've worked with that identified what, what and perhaps we can help people start to look for identifying some things some steps maybe to balance and equilibrate that and then how that might kind of play out in the future. Can you give me an yeah, example? Totally, of totally. Well, the, the first thing that you would, okay. So here's, here's the thing, this gentleman chiropractor kind of wanting to move beyond his, the four walls of his practice and offer more kind of coaching and just kind of evolve. He's like in this stuck place and he's like, I'm stuck. I don't know what, what the heck, what's going on. So, Fearfully, he jumps in and we start unpacking it all. And it turns out he loves, he's a healer. He loves healing. And he has a very big shame story. He's committed, tried to commit suicide three times. Unsuccessfully, obviously. But he's so ashamed of that, that he's thinking, if people found out that I've done that, nobody's ever going to hire me. Mm -hmm. nobody's ever gonna like I'm just gonna be like that I'm a fraud right so he's looking at himself as a fraud right and so what did I say what's holding me back from the life that I want that thing that I'm most ashamed of I said okay great so we start going and I start to um, administer like I start to teach him how to overview which basically is the felt sense awareness that whatever I'm triggered by in the moment is not coming from the moment. It's not your shame about your suicide attempts. What's the, where's this really coming from? Where's the shame? And it, he reverted back to his nine-year-old boy self, seeing his father depressed and checked out for a majority of his childhood. And he felt this incredible shame of his own unworthiness watching that. So we reconnected him with that nine-year-old self. And over the next few months, worked on filling the cracks in the floorboard of that shame and realizing that shameful nine-year-old was why he's such an amazing healer, was why he got into chiropractic, is why he has this sixth sense for emotional work and he's done NET and all this other stuff. He literally saw that that nine-year-old wasn't something to be ashamed of. He was actually his hero. And his disconnection from that nine-year-old self was the reason why 
he was ashamed now. Mm. He was, and why he tried to commit suicide. He goes, and I was like, oh my God, of course I've tried to commit suicide after those really bad practice failures. It's because I was disconnected from my nine-year-old self. Boom, it all made sense. And in the group, I had, I had him share publicly because we heal in community. You can't do it on a one-on-one. We heal in tribe and community. So I said, all right, after we, he came, he had that revelation. I had him share publicly with the entire group, with our entire kind of mastermind group, exactly what happened. And he said, when I was, when I was a kid, when I was, you know, uh, several years ago, three attempts, I, I took pills hoping I wouldn't wake up. And he vulnerably, tearfully shared this publicly for the first time. And that all love that he received and that like admiration and people would just stepped up. And after that, I had tears watching him and I said, can I tell you what vision I just had? A, a vision just awoke. He goes that I would be sharing this on stages all over the world. That I said, yeah, that was what I just did. And so I just did a group call with uh, Ed Osborne and he was in the group. Dr. Larry Goodman, I'll share it right now. Dr. Larry, um, I was doing my talk for them and he was a client. He shared his story of working with me and he said, it was the thing I was most ashamed of, but now when I'm on stage, it's the story I lead with. Mm. He starts his talks talking about wanting to end his, wanting to end his entire, uh, you know, ended all of his pain within a bottle of pills three times or several times, more than, on more than one occasion. And so after he's done speaking, people walk up with tears in their eyes, hugging him. And now his business is booming. He just messaged me. He said, I want to thank you, brother. Like I had the biggest month in, in Corona May was the biggest month. And I, I literally lead with that story. You helped me clear the shame of. Mm. So your shame is your greatest gift. If you have the courage to go and feel it and process it properly. Yeah, it takes. That's what's going to, then when you do, then you don't have to worry about marketing because your story be- becomes the magnet, the lead yeah. magnet. Yeah. Well, I think this, because, you know, I often have conversations with people and I'll say, well, then you don't have to worry about marketing. I go, well, my definition of marketing is just wider than that because marketing is not just the lead magnet I put out there, it's not just the Facebook ad. Who I am who you are. is marketing. That, so that, it needs to start with that. And then anything that comes through me, whether it be a podcast, a video, a presentation, has to, it has to come through me. Mm, and if I'm right. full of shame, then of course it makes sense that my marketing is not going to be effective. Correct, too. yeah. It's not th- going to come through. Yeah. Um, it will be no, no tactic or mentor that you hire for the, you know, for the structural things like the lead gen and the copy yeah. and all of that will ever, ever, ever matter because you haven't cleared that part first. Yes. Yeah. The, the, it, it won't, I won't say matter. It won't be as effective. That's a better way of saying that's it. That's a better yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It, it won't be as effective. How do we find the shame? Mm. How do we find the shame through what we feel triggered about? Yeah. What, through the conversation you don't want to talk about. What is it that you don't want to talk about? What is it that you, you keep avoiding? What happens that when the conversation comes up, you run the other way? Mm. That's the pot of, your pot of gold is through that. And the thing is, it's so difficult 
that so few people actually go there that, but the ones who are the mega stars are the ones who do mm. because they had the courage to go there. Yeah. That's how you really like, that's how you, 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 you go through epic mega transformation. That's how you go through like massive scale to a point where you're, because it's so rare mm. to have somebody have the courage to go there. And that's how you really scale when you have the courage, and which is ongoing inner work. You, you mentioned this term before, which um, I'm fascinated by. And, and to see the levels, you, you talked about imposter syndrome. And um, I, was, I, I read a quote from Jodie Foster, um, you know, isn't the actor, actress, Jodie Foster, Academy Award winner. And she was talking about, you know, one day she, not one day, she worries that one day people will find out that she really can't act and they'll come and steal her Academy Award. And <laughs> it, it's it, amazing. It, it is amazing because here we are in our practices saying that we want to have a bigger impact on our community, but then we're like, well, who am I to do that? Right. Then we don't, we start to kind of list these reasons why. And I wonder whether that's a kind of, you know, a backhand way to coming at where the shame comes from. Like why are you not taking the steps that, you know, inside each of us is a dream, whatever it is there too. Why am I not taking that steps and to spend some time to, I, I got to imagine there's probably not going to come to you right away. Like it well, might. Well, I have a good time. way of reframing this for you that Please. will totally change the game. And it involves, of course, taking a 30,000 foot view of everything. As you can uh -huh. see, I have a picture of the earth from the moon in my own apartment as a reminder to mm -hmm. me uh, about this is that this is actually part of the journey. Whenever you go on a hero, you're on a hero's journey. The first step of your hero's journey is this call to adventure. Is like, oh my gosh, could it be possible that I my name is Angus and I'm just a chiropractor. Could it be possible that I, Angus, can broadcast a message with a, you know, teaching chiropractors, uh, like, could it be possible that I have a dream? And then Angus steps out into, he steps out into, from the ordinary world in his office to the new, scary new world in broadcasts, in coaching and, give, and speaking, giving himself permission to do that. Now, that's the first step. The second step of the hero's journey is always the refusal of the call. Mm, so yeah. the refusal of the call is, is imposter syndrome, yes. is the normal part of it. If you watch The Matrix, any movie that you see, he starts off with, you, you are the one, Neo. Neo, you're the one. And he's like, am I really? And the whole freaking movie is about everybody trying to convince Neo that he's the one. And Neo's like, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. What you're experiencing is actually, what you're experiencing is actually what you should be experiencing on the journey to becoming the one. It yeah. is not abnormal. You're not different. You're not like you are going through what all of us, didn't you have that? Didn't you have that before you started your podcast? Didn't you have that before you started coaching? Wasn't that part of it? Is it because you're defective with this mind virus called imposter syndrome? Or could it be that this is actually part of ancient mythology from stories of intergenerational fables of, of mythology and spirituality of 
this is what Jesus went through in his fable as well. You know, it's like, no, I, you must go through this. This is a rite of passage. Mm -hmm. So get off of your horse and just fucking move into it, dude. <laughs> get over it. Get over so yourself. So stunning. Because so, I wondered this too, and I'd love your thoughts on this. <laughs> I feel like it, for me that that hero's journey is almost holographic because each time I accept the a call, new call. Yeah. A new level of evolution comes along and then mm -hmm. fuck me if there's not another, you know, like, ah. Oh. Tests, enemies. Yeah. Yes. Tests, villains, and then a mentor. Yes. <laughs> a guide. Yeah. And the, the greatest skill set that I have within expressing myself, then the more that I'm called to, mm. which means the more that I'm have to question myself. And so my levels of imposter never syndrome, stop. No, they don't. And I've given no. up on them stopping now. Right. Every level up brings the devil up. Nice. Every nice. level up brings a new devil up, yeah. a new call, a new cycle. And the whole point of it is not, are you going to succeed or fail? Cause you're going to do both. You're going to succeed and fail. You're going to go through, you want to give up, how many times have I wanted to give up and have thought, oh, you know what? It didn't work out. My parents were begging me to not keep going. They were saying, please, enough of this overview dream. Just enough. You're, you're, you're obviously, it's not working for you. So just go back. Please, we will buy you a practice. They were like, you know. And so I was just like, dug my heels in and I'm like, no, I'm going all in. I'm sorry. Because here's the point, whether I succeed or fail, the point is who I get to become. Like the reward is who I've become because I've decided to use my life to be embarking on that journey so that at the end of my life, I don't have the five regrets of the dying, which by the way, do you know what they are? The five regrets of the dying is the mm. first one basically is I wish that I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. <laughs> That's the number one regret of the dying, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the true to myself, uh, you know, I, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Uh, you know, I wish I had let myself be happier. So I don't want to, I, I think of my deathbed version quite a bit. I was on a coaching call this morning, having uh, working with somebody who was having a tough time making a decision. I was like, have a conversation with your deathbed version. Sit down mm. with him. You yeah. just finished your life. You have this full life. You've done what you love to do. You know, that, that part of you who's full and just complete, surrounded by love. What would he tell you in this decision or she tell you in this decision? And it's like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, trust them. Don't ask me. What should I do, Nima? Don't ask me. Let's get you to find that for you. So um, it's just... This is all about who you get to become on the journey. Mm -hmm. And here's why it's so difficult. You're so, again, you're not in control. You are the product of a system of fitting in or you die. That's in your neurology uh, of pleasing your parents or you're not good enough of achieving this level or you're not worthy of love. That's so ingrained in your physiology, in your body somatically that it's going to be terrifying for you to do this. It's literally this whole journey then becomes how good am I at surfing with pain and fear? Mm. 
So I decided, I, I realized that my intolerance of pain and fear what, what was keeping me. So I just went all in and learning how to trigger proof myself to it and develop the methodologies to be able to solve that for myself. And each step of the way, as the devil comes up, I'm able to integrate it. And so here we are. Still, I wonder, I'm still standing. I wonder if we can give our listeners um, some tools or an overview of the overview mm -hmm. that yeah. to understand that we're, we're, we're identifying some of those inner shames and mm. once we've come up and we're pretty confident that that's what it is what are the steps where would somebody go from there beautiful so the first thing is okay so we have to give a, a specific um first step is to realize nothing i'm going nothing i'm confronted by right now in this moment it has to anything to do with right now it is a past version of me that has yet to be integrated and loved Okay. Mm -hmm. So what is the, what is the problem? I'm going through a divorce. Okay. Well, what do you feel? I don't feel seen and heard. I feel betrayed. Ah, okay. Step one, feel the betrayal. Feel it fully because chances are you've been doing everything in your power to try to avoid feeling those feelings. The pot of gold happens when you're willing to actually turn around and dive into those feelings, go into the burning building. You become the savior to you. Stop looking for a rescuer outside of you. You are. And that rescuer is this firefighter who, instead of running out of the burning, burning building of your emotions of shame or betrayal, you're actually running in. You go in and you feel it. You'd spend some time there and you sit quietly, create a sacred pause. Once those feelings come up, you put your hand over it so that you can then identify in your body where it's coming from. And then you're going to ask yourself this question while you sit quietly just in your body with the sensation without explanation. You're going to ask, how old do I feel right now? And then once you get really good at this practice, a younger version of you will emerge. All of a sudden, your four-year-old self will come up who just went through a divorce with, with mommy and daddy or a 15 year old version who was betrayed by his girlfriend in high school will show up. Ah, so now this thing that's happening is actually uncovering the root cause, the core wounding behind it. And you're going to go and connect with that person and feel their feelings and feel the unworthiness, feel the I'm not enough. And then you're going to integrate the other side that was there after a few minutes of doing that. This is part of the methodology is that you see where at the other, after you've allowed yourself the tears and feeling, which is a big step for many, they need a lot of guidance and handholding to get there because it's terrifying for them to go there. Once they felt the other side, they, you can then see that, yes, there was betrayal, but can you see the other side of it? Can you see where there was loyalty happening simultaneously? This is thanks to John Martini's work. I've been able to integrate what he calls the great discovery, column six and 13 in his Martini method. Uh, big props to him for that. In that moment, you then feel the other side. You feel the loyalty and you see that you were just living a one-sided story. Once you've integrated that, you can then have a connection communication, like a virtual reality conversation with that inner child. Mm -hmm and you start to acknowledge what nobody acknowledged for them and bring them with you to your current reality in your marriage and the wisdom that you had for them at that age is exactly what you need in this moment to help push you through this stoppage of emotion that you're confronted by. 
boom, you've now taken the trigger, turned it into inspiration, self-love, and a powerful step forward that helps you emerge kind of, ah, I now go into the unknown, as Joe Dispenza says. Mm -hmm. I go into the unknown fully resourced because now I'm connected to that wounded child inside of me rather than abandoning them like I've been doing all my life. Mm. It... um. It's such powerful work. So as our listeners are perhaps listening to this and you're hearing, you know, Nima talking about that, you can look back on an event that was, might be quite painful for you as a child. And all of a sudden that you can see that the opposite side was going on there too. I want you to think about this. Our nerve system works by contrast. So I'm sure all of you have been outside on a really cold day. Your hands are freezing cold and you come in and you can run your hands under the cold water tap and it feels warm or there've been times that you've stepped inside a room and maybe the room was full of a really beautiful smell. Maybe it's a lovely perfume or an oil or something like that. And within five or 10 minutes, we acclimatize to that. We no longer smell until we come in and out. And the same, that nerve system, our brain works the same way exactly when we're looking on events in our life. We look at something, we need the contrast. We say that's happy, that's sad, that person's good, that person's bad. There was betrayal there was loyalty. When in many cases, what our nervous system is doing, is just looking for the contrast. It's not ability to feel the, the good and bad there too. When you can be diligent enough and you can work with somebody and that's, you know, I, I want you to, in, in, there are many different ways that with work that Nima does. And if this is calling you, I want you to encourage to follow this through. When you can find the balance in these things and see where you thought the most painful things in your life were also the most loving and gifted Pleasureful. and healing. Yeah. It's nothing short of extraordinary. Well, yeah. I mean, look at childbirth. I do this in my seminars. A show of hands uh, was the most painful experience. Could you not see childbirth? Everybody, all the women who mothers raised their hands. And I said, could you see, could, did you have a more like uh, magical, pleasurable, like connected moment? They go, no, it was, I've never experienced one with like it, the greater the magnitude of the pain balanced out by the greatest, the magnitude of the pleasure. And when you, when that moment, if you can actually experience the two sides in your body and you've now integrated the trauma. And so that's where I've taken, you know, I'm able to guide people through sexual trauma, through physical Mm -hmm. abuse through whatever, and Mm -hmm. actually integrate. And uh, that's where healing happens. It's very powerful to be able to do that. It's like, one guy just came to my workshop uh, just yesterday. He's a chiropractor. He said, I feel like I've done 10 hours, 10 years of therapy in five hours because, and I, and me and him never even had a conversation. It was just me kind of guiding the, a meditation down to reconnecting with that part of him. Yeah, it's stunning. And then if we go back and gang, if you think of that initial example that Nima gave of the doctor who felt disconnected from his dad, that level of shame there that then led to multiple suicide attempts, that was the gift that now allows him to change people's lives. And although I'm sure that was horrifically painful for him at the time there as well, without that, he's not changing the lives that he's changing now um totally you if someone wants to kind of dive a lot deeper into this kind of work with you nima because you've got facebook groups you've got online stuff you we were talking beforehand that you were about to kind of go on a world tour pre-covid that you've had to kind of pivot 
and put a lot of this together. How does, if someone wants some help and coaching and support through this, how, do, how does that happen? Well, I just left a link in the um, uh, in your comment section there. If you can just grab that and put that in the show notes. Yes. I have a 90-minute training yep. that just goes through the exact methodology that you do. Great. Whether you do it with us, somewhere else, doesn't matter. That's the, that's the path. It's called the intimacy upgrade. Right. Essentially, becoming more upgraded in intimacy within yourself, and then it translates to your patients. It translates to all of your relationships. I just spoke with um, one of my clients today. She goes, I just, after taking this program, I just feel like, like this deep connection with my husband that I've never had before, you know, and he hasn't done the work. So it's just an upgrade in intimacy with yourself just changes the game for everything, everyone. Um, so I have that. I also have a Facebook group called trigger proof. And um, I think you can, uh, link it there for the show with the show notes yeah, and I'm I do sure trainings every day. I do trainings literally almost every day from the revelations from my, uh, my conversations. It's like I get on video. It's like I hit the go live button. I go, okay, guys, listen to what I just discovered on a call and here's how it's relevant for you. So you're able to constantly stay, keep the work alive, keep the, and the work is just being conscious. The work is, am I aware of the, the direction of my attention? And if I can be, can I be intentional with my attention and then create, um, you know, a magical reality for myself and that you can. So I keep you a lot in the conversation and um, I have events uh, now online. Breathwork is Angus, you've got to come to this. It's amazing. It's a three-hour inner child meditation with breath work. Have you ever done breath work? Yeah, I've done some pretty heavy holotropic breathing type okay, sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, I, I've done that too. And yes. what I do is not holotropic. It's, just, it's conscious connected. Beautiful. So it's, 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 very cal it's very calming. It's very soothing. It's not... Yes. Yeah, there's nothing calming and three, soothing about yeah, holotropic three breathing. Three hours. Yeah, yes. no, I, I hated it. Um, it was good, <laughs> but I, I, like, um, I like the conscious connected breathing. And so yeah. that mixed with inner child meditation. And then uh, I also do the overview experience, which is a kind of like a experience where you reconnect, uh, an experience of reconnection back to your younger self mm. over five hours. It's like an active meditation for five hours yeah. uh, that I guide you through. And so there's so many options and I can't wait for things to open up so that I can do live events again. Yeah. I'm, I'm so passionate about sharing work like this and helping people get to your name because the, the reason we want to grow our practices and impact more people is so that we can tell ourselves it's okay to feel a certain way. You know, we're giving ourselves permission. What I would like you to have is, is wouldn't it be nice to feel that way before you even get started? And I promise you, if you learn to feel that way before you even get started, it'll be a heck of a lot faster for you to get there as, as well. In the show notes, I'll, I'll have links to all of those things, to Nima's Facebook group, to the Intimacy Upgrade um to where you can kind of engage more with him um he's such a wonderful for i'm really hoping for those of you that are just listening that you come and at least have a little bit of a look at the audio there too the video when I, and I, it's it's so fun <laughs> um from the moment that we i turned the camera on there too i feel like my levels of kind of just joy just escalated just seeing you so. here's it here's the interesting thing what you're talking about there is called is part of the poly, polyvagal theory i've done that on purpose mm -hmm. okay 
what happens is when you master this, you master your own nervous system. You don't realize there's three levels. You're at the ventral vagal, which is joy, connection, contribution. When you're there, you become this attuned, you become attuned and you tend to bring people up to that level with you. When you get triggered, you then go into sympathetic fight or flight. Or if that, if that persistent trigger has gone too far, you then go into what's called dorsal vagal shutdown, the bottom of the ladder. Mm -hmm. And so your work, our work is to become so good at self-assessment so that I know, oh shit, I'm in sympathetic right now. Okay, right now I'm in dorsal. Ah, okay, I know exactly what to do to climb up that ladder to get myself back to ventral because I can't stay in ventral all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's very powerful. I remember once I learned this and I can put my, and the overview method is designed to bring you into ventral. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Um, once I could do that, as a chiropractor, patients would say this. This is what they would say. They would walk into the room and they'd say, oh my God, I feel better and you haven't even touched me yet. Yes. And I'm like, I know I've been working on myself. <laughs> and, and it's true because bringing this energy in, I can stand in a room and teach and people are like, I just want to be, you know, the, I just want to, I call it your, every day I do a trigger proof transmission where yes. I put myself into ventral, not a high, but in deep connection with an open heart. And when I'm there, when you're there, it's completely unmistakable. People will feel it. You become a tether. You become the ventral tether. So I'm tethered to ventral. And now, just by you being in my space, you elevate to, to ventral with me. And here's what I discovered. The universe is slanted, is rigged in favor of those who can bring others up into ventral. Yeah, Let me nice. say that again. The universe is rigged. It's rigged to favor those who know how to bring others into ventral. That's why patients are coming to you. It's not about chiropractic. It's because when they are in your presence, whatever voodoo magical shit you do, whether it's Atlas orthogonal or you put a brown thumb up their ass, they leave, they leave feeling more connected to ventral. Mm. That's all that matters. They don't give a shit about chiropractic. So you could, you don't, and I realize I don't have to be in an office to do that. I can do it with the words. When I type and I post where my energy is, where my nervous system energy is, gets transmuted to my post. Mm. So what's my number one priority is mastering my nervous system internally, yeah. because then my world around me has now been a mirror for where I've been towards myself. That's becoming trigger proof. Dude, what a powerful way to, um, to finish up. Thank you so much for uh, sharing so generously with uh, my audience today. I I'm oh, certain bet. that they will be um, tethered to and lifted from what we've had to say here today. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I'll, Amazing. I'll make sure we have all my those. Mission the complete, my mission <laughs> is complete then. Say that again, dude. My mission is complete then. That, that was my intention. <laughs> it is for this moment. Brother, I can't wait to see you again in person. It's been a number of years. And once we can start to get ourselves out there again, and um, I'm sure there's a round two conversation for us in the months ahead where we can continue to dive deeper into it too. So totally. Buddy, thanks for all that you continue to do. Keep saving lives. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you.
If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.